Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. In this video, I'm going to talk about the housing market and the lack of inventory that we are now experiencing within this housing market, creating the supply and demand imbalances that we are now experiencing. You can point the finger at politics, financial regulations, permitting issues. There is plenty of evidence to point the finger at. But now what it really comes down to is the lack of inventory and how we got to this lack of inventory is really creating the problems of what we are facing today. Now, again, you can point the finger at politics, banking regulations, or permitting issues, but that doesn't really necessarily solve the problem of creating more homes out there on the market for people to buy. That's really where the problem exists. You can offer up incentive programs to try and give you know, the ability to make a payment on an expensive house for people who typically can't do it. That doesn't bring more inventory onto the market. What brings more inventory onto the market are people who want to build homes. Now, most of the time, what you are going to find is people who want to build homes are wanting to build homes for themselves. And this is not necessarily something that people can do for themselves. So having to pay somebody else to build a home gets quite expensive and that's one of the reasons that we are facing such high home prices today think about it there was a time when you could order a house through sears sears and roebuck would deliver a house pre-cut all you had to do is just lined up the letters and numbers and put it into place and the house could be assembled with absolutely minimal skills you really just had to kind of have some basic ideas of carpentry and all the pieces came pre-assembled this was something that people used to do. There is, you know, time in, in life where people could work at a regular job, pick up materials after work and go and build a house over the course of a summer. There was people who told that story. There's many people who talked about how their grandfather built their house or even their dad built their house that they grew up in. Now, these days, it doesn't necessarily happen that way. And the idea that you are actually going to build your own home is even an expensive one even if you were to do a lot of the work yourself because of the banking regulation or the permitting issues and banking regulations and all the stuff that has gone into a lot of the conditions that we now face today. I'm going to leave links down in the description, but here's a graph of uh, newly privately started housing, right? Now, the difference between started and starts, and I didn't realize that there was a big difference inside of this, but really when you think about it, it is. Started is excavated like new starts, meaning like they took a piece of land and they are putting a new location for a house. Starts can be an existing location that is rebuilt, right? So it isn't necessarily adding to inventory because it could be a place that's already existing, whether it's you know dilapidated or whatever, it's still a house that exists that is then, you know, rebuilt into a new home or a new dwelling that starts started again excavated work so i think started is the best place to look for new inventory as far as where it's coming from and privately owned housing starts would be the people themselves looking to build their own home again like back in the day you would think this would be the equivalent of somebody ordering a house through sears nowadays not necessarily going to happen that way you're going to hire contractors and have to go through all the issues that you know maybe wasn't faced back in the day. Now, if you take a look at the graph, you're going to see that really new starts, start, I mean, started housing is really not that far off from the peak of that took place during the pandemic, right? Or everybody was wanting a house for themselves and getting out of the city or whatever. There was this huge housing boom that happened. That's the, you can see it right there in the graph. But now if you take a look, really, we are higher now as far as new starts 
than any time over the last decade, except for maybe this little blip right here after uh, right before 2020 during 2019, right, where there was a nice little shot of new starts that took place. Now, other than that time, we are now sitting higher than just about any time over the last decade. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, if we take this chart back all the way to 1960, and I think that's how far the chart goes back, you're going to see that there is many times that there has been a lot more production taking place than there is today. And there's also been plenty of times where there's been a lot less. And I drew this highlation right through the middle of it to kind of show like what I guess would be the sweet spot. I don't know if that's necessarily like the sweet spot for it, but, you know, for for the sake of this video, we're going to call it the sweet spot, right? So this highlation is kind of the sweet spot that could be up or down a little bit from the location that I drew it, but that's essentially where it's at. And you can tell like the times that above this, this sweet spot, that's like the time of overproduction. Right? And then you can see the time of under that, that's underproduction taking place. And you can see this really takes corresponds with a lot of the recessions. Now the recessions came a lot quicker and were brief, were fairly brief, prior to 1980 and you can see that in between each one of these recessions there's a lot of peaks going on so the peaks between these overproduction situations where people were like producing a lot of homes or a lot more were started as opposed to a lot less being started happened in between the recessions good times right people were feeling good about things and they wanted to get their own home built so there was a lot of people who would jump into that game after the 80s take a look at what happened there's this huge space in between the overproduction, right? And I'm just referring to it as overproduction. It may not necessarily be like overproduction, right? But that's an easy way to understand it. But there was a huge gap between those, right? Between 1980 and what was it up into 2007, right? This huge space in between the overproductions that took place. And during that time, there was really only a short time of underproduction. Really, we spent a great deal of time in that sweet spot, so to speak, where there wasn't a lot of increase in inventory happening. Right? Then all of a sudden, 
right? We jump out of the sweet spot and we start having this overbuild. That overbuild in conjunction with a lot of other issues, right? Whether you want to blame the politics or whatever, that's fine. All the stuff that went into it, you know, the, the toxic securities that were created, all the stuff, right? What that ended up resulting in is a huge underproduction that has now occurred. Take a look at that huge gap that I said, that's, that I draw a circle around. That huge gap of underproduction left very little inventory in the market. That's one of the reasons why we're experiencing such lack of housing out there today. When you have such a gap in production. I mean, you think about it. If you put a gap in production in anything, I mean, we experience that exact thing within lumber, right? I mean, all throughout, I mean, it isn't the same timeline. Like, you know, just think about lumber in a separate fashion, but it's sort of similar in, in, in what it is, right? Because lumber had this huge inventory depletion that took place throughout 2019, right? All of a sudden that boom took place for housing, which put a lot of demand into lumber. Lumber shot way up, right? Way up, way more than it ever should have possibly have been. But it was due to that huge inventory depletion that had taken place all throughout 2019, right? So think about this huge, and housing works way slower, Right. I mean, lumber's quick. Lumber is a very fast product in, in, you know, domestic supply and availability and stuff. But housing takes a while. Right. And you have to go through all kinds of issues as far as even getting the house started. So the housing market doesn't react as fast as something like lumber would act. But really, the conditions of being in undersupply, right, that inven inventory depletion that has taken place is going to affect the market going into the future. And that's the reason why we are facing some of the problems we are today, right? You are going to find that there is very little inventory out there. The longer that you have sat in that inventory depletion gap, right? So think about that big red circle that I drew around there and how long it takes to be an overproduction, right? Above the hylation mark there. How long you have to be in that in order to make up for the lack of inventory build during that time of inventory depletion? See, that's really where we're facing these problems. There's nothing you can do to solve this. Like, what are you going to do to solve it? You have an issue where there is less homes being started, right, than, than, than needs to be, right? So you need to increase the amount of homes that are started. How do you get people incentivized to build a home? Well, you got to make the availability of the home cheaper, right? To to build the home, you got to make that cheaper for people to do. So like lumber costs have to come down, permitting costs have to come down, labor costs have to come down. All these things have to come down in order for the for the per, for the availability of the individual in order to build a home. Right? Those are the, that's the issue that would have to take place. Or the other thing that would have to happen is the value of the home have to go way up in order to incentivize people to want to build those homes, right, for the money, because there's a lot of cost that goes into it. So if you can put a lot of cost, you know, there's a lot of cost to go into it, but yet the value of what you're putting your money towards is much higher, right, the yield, the return on your investment, if that is much higher, then that will incentivize people to build homes. It's one of the two, right? Make the house, make the price of the house of building the house cheaper or make the house value more expensive either way i mean you get the same results from it one of them it just makes it ever more increasingly difficult on the individual to buy no matter what you do right as far as like price house prices going up 
And again, this is the issues that we are now facing today. Uneducated economists, you let me know.